We're back with some more college basketball action here for Saturday, March 4th. Got a great slate of games here to finish off the regular season. Couple of conference tournaments going on, so let's jump right into it. Now we start today's show off in the SEC with one of the bigger games of the day. We got Alabama taking on Texas A&M. Alabama comes into this one as the sixth overall team in the hot tip power ranking. Texas A&M is the 22nd overall team. And, you know, obviously Alabama has had some stuff with the program going on as of late. But overall, a great season have looked really good this year. You know, um, only one loss thus far in SEC play that game on the road against Tennessee. And, you know, for that same sake, Texas A&M has also turned things around um, and it's really looked good down the stretch of the season here. You know, did have the loss to Mississippi State a week or so ago, um, but really, you know, have been playing some very, very good basketball. On the offensive side of things, Texas A&M, though, has had some shooting struggles this season. They're not a bad shooting team by any means, but only a 49.6 effective field goal percentage, and they're only hitting 32.7% from beyond the arc. Alabama certainly has the shooting edge going into this game, uh, you know, hitting a 53.3 effective field goal percentage and 34.5% from beyond the arc. Obviously, Brandon Miller um, has got his name in the news quite a bit as of late, but has been a great shot scorer for Alabama all season long, 19.6 points per game for him um, and really it is a big reason why Alabama has had so much success especially on the offensive side of things but it's not just the offensive side of the ball that makes this Alabama team so dangerous. They're obviously very, very deep, um, but they're very good on the defensive side of things as well. Coming to this game fifth in defensive efficiency, while Texas A&M is the 45th overall team. And, you know, the Alabama shot defense really just shows how good this team is on both sides of the ball. Only giving up a 42.2 effective field goal percentage on the season. They're the second best team in the nation in that category. Texas A&M, on the other hand, giving up 47.8%. Alabama has also held their opponents to 28.5% from beyond the arc the fourth best team in the country in that category texas a&m giving up 32.8 percent from beyond the arc and, and obviously as far as sec teams go um these are two of the top and they've really both had great stretches here down the season um and here you know going into conference play after this one but it's still an alabama team that on paper it's just the better team on both sides of the basketball. And if they can push tempo in this game, get up and down the court, I see no reason this isn't a game they can win. I mean, Alabama plays the second fastest tempo in the entire nation. While Texas A&M, a much slower team, um, the 251st team. You combine that with how well Alabama's played on the defensive side of the ball, how well they shoot the basketball, even on the road, going into this game against a red-hot Texas A&M team. I think they come out victorious. I think they cover this spread. I'm taking Alabama minus one here against Texas A&M. Now we head to the Sun Belt Tournament for this next game as Troy takes on James Madison. Troy coming into this game is the 184th overall team in the high tibet power ranking. James Madison, the 141st overall team. And, you know, we look back to the only meeting between these two teams in the regular season. It, it truly was um, a great game. That game at James Madison went to overtime. They end up winning that one by two points. So certainly two teams, you know, who played a very close game um, early on in the season, you know, for Troy. Troy got the win over Arkansas State to start out the tournament here. James Madison, of course, getting the bye. And, you know, purely just looking at these teams, um, you know, they both had 
decent above average runs in the Sun Belt this season. One area that Troy has struggled a bit though is in the shooting department. You know, a 49.7 effective field goal percentage, only hitting 31.7% from beyond the arc. James Madison certainly gonna have a slight shooting advantage. Um, you know, just overall a 52 effective field goal percentage, and they themselves are hitting 35.3% from beyond the arc. And Terrence Edwards has really been a star player for James Madison all season long. 12.8 points per game for him. Um, and on the defensive side of things, they're they're two teams who are fairly even as well, but again, a slight edge in my opinion um, to James Madison coming into this one. I mean, James Madison is the 67th overall team in defensive efficiency, while Troy is the 95th overall team. Purely shot defense-wise, they've been fairly evenly matched. Troy giving up a 48.5 effective field goal percentage. James Madison a 49.3. Um, James Madison's been a little bit better from the perimeter, only allowing 31.6%, while Troy is allowing 32.8. Um, and like I said, overall, two very, very good teams going into this one. But I think with James Madison getting, you know, a couple extra days of rest, obviously Troy coming off the game on Thursday night. And with how well this James Madison team has played, if they can get up and down the court quickly um, and really, you know, rely on their offense to make some shots, I think they can pull ahead in this game, taking them minus two and a half here against Troy. Now we head to the Mountain West for the next game on today's card as San Jose State takes on Air Force. San Jose State comes into this game as the 202nd overall team in the Hudson Bay Power and King Air Force is the 212th overall team. And if you've been watching the show much the, the past few months, you know it's an Air Force team that I have seemingly bet on all the time i have absolutely loved this team and while their record maybe isn't the best you know they're only five and 12 overall in conference play they did play a lot of close games and certainly had some competitive matchups certainly struggled a bit more down the stretch of the season you know coming to this game following a loss to unlv but it was a one-point loss in that game, a game that they ultimately ended up covering last week. Um, but San Jose State has been playing some very, very good basketball. Obviously, the huge overtime win against Boise State last week, um, you know, got the win over Colorado State earlier this week. And, you know, coming into this one, Air Force has shot the ball very well this season, a 54.9 effective field goal percentage, and they're hitting 35.9% from beyond the arc. And while San Jose State maybe hasn't shot the ball nearly as well, they're still a decent shooting team, a 50.5 effective field goal percentage, hitting 33.5% from beyond the arc amari moore has really just been an outstanding shot scorer for the san jose state team 17 points per game for him a, a guy that they really rely on um you know to have some success um but one area that i've you know harped on air force and i've really liked air force for is that they can slow it down play a slower style of basketball and you know make teams kind of play their style but that's the exact same style that san jose state plays and san jose state certainly has an advantage on the defensive side of things in this game i mean shot defense wise they're they're two fairly similar teams san jose state um you know allowing a 49 effective field goal percentage air force of 49.1 but one area that air force really has struggled this season is in the rebounding department i mean off the defensive glass um air force is only pulling down 71.4 percent san jose state doing a much better job pulling down 76.5 percent off the defensive glass san jose state is actually the 17th best defensive rebounding team in the country um and they've been equally as impressive on the offensive side of things the 19th best offensive rebounding team in the country pulling down 35 percent off the offensive glass and that's one area that air force has really struggled only pulling down 21.6 percent off the offensive glass the 345th team in the country in that category and i think that's a big reason why san jose state can find some success in this game and i think they keep things rolling after a couple of impressive wins um and end the season with a win on the road in this one i'm taking san jose state minus 105 here against air force 
Now we head to the ACC for this next game as Florida State takes on Virginia Tech. Florida State comes into this game as the 116th overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. Virginia Tech is the 42nd overall team. And, you know, these teams kind of sum up just what the ACC has been this season. I mean, two average teams at best, both 7-12 and 12 in ACC play coming down to the final game of the season. Obviously, Virginia Tech had a pretty nice run to start the season in non-conference play. Florida State pretty much did the complete opposite, did not look like a very strong team. Um, you know, Virginia Tech really struggled down the stretch of the beginning of ACC play and looked better at the end. And offensively speaking, Virginia Tech is not a bad basketball team. I mean, they're the 35th overall team in offensive efficiency coming into this game, while Florida State is the 166th overall team and Virginia Tech has certainly outshot Florida State um, this season. You know, for Virginia Tech, a 53.7 effective field goal percentage on the year. They're hitting 35.6% from beyond the arc. Grant Basil has led the way for them with 16.6 points per game. He has been playing very, very good basketball. And when we look over to Florida State, you know, certainly some more struggles shooting the basketball have not been a good team at all. Only a 49.3 effective field goal percentage on the year. And they're only hitting 33.3% from beyond the arc. And unfortunately for this Florida State team it doesn't get a whole lot better for them on the defensive side of things either have not had a great shot defense this season only a 42.9 effective field goal percentage is what they're giving up while virginia tech has held their opponents to 49.9 virginia tech also only allowing 33.5 percent from beyond the arc with the florida state perimeter defense has really struggled this season giving up 37.5 percent from beyond the arc and as much as i have loved leonard hamilton here you know in years past and as much as i have you know given credit to this florida state team when maybe they weren't getting enough it's a team that this season has really struggled have not looked great down the stretch of acc play and that's not to say virginia tech has been without their own flaws because certainly you know at, at times this season have not looked like a great team but they've played better at home especially against lesser teams in the conference and i think closing the season out on senior night here against florida state it's a virginia tech team that shows up and i think they get a pretty big win in this game i'm taking virginia tech minus nine and a half here against florida state now we head to the SWAC for the next game on today's card as Alabama State takes on Grambling State. Alabama State comes into this game as the 350th overall team in the high to power ranking. Grambling State, the 279th overall team. And obviously this isn't going to be a game on a whole lot of people's radars today. And, you know, betting on SWAC games can, can always be some crazy circumstances. But it's a Grambling State team that has actually played some fairly good basketball this season. I mean, they come into this game on an eight-game winning streak, have you know really looked good. They're overall 14-3 and three here in SWAC play. And on the flip side of things, Alabama State hasn't looked great this season. A five-game losing streak coming into this game. Um, you know, only 6-11 and 11 overall in SWAC play. And not to mention, they're one of the worst offenses in the entire nation. I mean, just purely shooting-wise, you could make the argument that they are the worst team in the country, only hitting a 42.3 effective field goal percentage on the season. The 363rd team in the country in that category gets a little bit better from the perimeter, hitting 30.8%, but have really struggled to hit those twos this season. And that's not to say that Grambling State's a, a monster powerhouse shooting team, um, but certainly in this matchup, the much, much better shooting team, a 49.9 effective field goal percentage and a very respectable 35.2% from beyond the arc. Grambling State certainly going to have the edge in the shooting department in this game, but that's not the main reason why I've liked this Grambling State team this season. Um, the biggest reason I've bet on them for 
few times here is because of how well they've played defensively. They're actually the 86th overall team in defensive efficiency coming into this game, while Alabama State is the 291st overall team. And while the Alabama State shot defense isn't the worst, you know, holding their opponents to a 49.7 effective field goal percentage and 33.8% from beyond the arc, Grambling State actually has one of the top shot defenses in the entire nation holding their opponents to a 45.1 effective field goal percentage the ninth overall team in the country in that category and they're only allowing 30.8 percent from beyond the arc now obviously a lot of that just has to do with the the, the conference they play in swag teams um, of their caliber are always going to have you know stat lines like that and certainly when you compare them to someone who's actually played some teams it's not going to hold up but in this game specifically it's a grambling state team that offensively is leaps and bounds better than Alabama State. They just shoot the ball so much better. Alabama State, like I said, one of the worst shooting teams in the country. And the defense has actually looked sort of good. Um, 11 points is a lot to lay with a slow act team. But if there's any team I'm going to do it with, it's going to be this Grambling State team. I think they extend the winning streak to nine in this one um, and do it in pretty commanding fashion. Taking Grambling State minus 11 here against Alabama State. Now, before we get into the second half of Saturday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbest.com. We got college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up on the site every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that so you don't miss out on any of the action going on this weekend. Also, follow the Hot Tipbets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal accounts at Hot Tipbets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I am putting out, and also on Best Stamp where you can get early action access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that i place a bet and last but definitely not least for watching here on youtube hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for today's card and let's get into these final games now we head to the Big East for this next game as UConn takes on Villanova. UConn coming into this one as the 14th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Villanova is the 28th overall team. And, you know, UConn was a roller coaster for sure this season. Obviously starting out 14-0, that, that final game, um, you know, final win of that undefeated streak coming against this Villanova team at home, a game that they ultimately won um, by eight points. And then went on to struggle a little bit, but have rebounded here for the second half of Big East play coming to this game. Game on a four-game winning streak, got an impressive win over DePaul on Wednesday night. But Villanova's done sort of the same. I mean, they didn't have the, the early success, per se. Um, but here down the stretch of the season, have also looked like a fairly strong team. Uh, some impressive wins. A win over Xavier. A win over Creighton. Um, obviously, you know, the win over Seton Hall as well. It's a team in Villanova who has playing some good basketball at the moment. Um, but UConn is kind of still just, you know, a couple steps ahead. You know, UConn has really done a good job shooting the basketball this season. A 53.3 effective field goal percentage on the year. And they're hitting 35 0.9% from beyond the arc. Villanova has struggled a bit more, still a decent shooting team, a 52 effective field goal percentage, 33.6% from beyond the arc. And you can't talk about Villanova without talking about their free throw shooting, the number one free throw shooting team of the nation, 82.9% um, from the charity strike this season. But one area that Villanova has struggled on the offensive side of things is in the rebounding department. They just do not do a good job with those second chance opportunities. They are only pulling down 22.5% off the offensive glass. They're the 339th team in the country in that category. And that's one area that 
uh, UConn can definitely pick you apart. The number one offensive rebounding team in the entire nation pulling down 39.2% off the offensive glass. And UConn hasn't just been a strong team offensively. Overall, their defense has been very good as well. And their shot defense has been absolutely remarkable, only giving up a 45.2 effective field goal percentage on the season. And they've held their opponents to 30% from beyond the arc. Villanova, on the other hand, allowing a 50.9 effective field goal percentage and 33.9% from beyond the arc. While Villanova has been playing better basketball as of late, I think their lack of defense, their struggles to rebound the ball offensively and really just going up against a UConn team that has shot the ball as well as they have um, could really present some struggles in this game. I think it's a game that UConn goes on the road, gets the win, covers the spread. Taking UConn minus two and a half here against Villanova. Next up on the car, we head to the Mountain West as Boise State takes on Utah State. Boise State comes into this game as the 50th overall team in the Hot Bet Power Ranking. Utah State, the 49th overall team. And, you know, both these teams have played well this season. Um, you know, both obviously near the top of the Mountain West. And, you know, as far as Boise State goes, a very impressive win over San Diego State um, at home here earlier in the week. And, you know, looking to close it out with a game on the road here. And offensively speaking, Utah State has been one of the best teams in the Mountain West and one of the best shooting teams in the entire nation this season. Coming to this game with a 56 effective field goal percentage and Utah State is hitting 39.3% from beyond the arc. They're actually the fifth best three-point shooting team in the entire nation this season. And yeah, Boise State has had some struggles on the offensive side of things. It's not to say they're a bad shooting team because they certainly aren't, uh, but only a 51.8 effective field goal percentage, only hitting 35.7% from beyond the arc. But Max Rice, Tyson Dagenhart have both been great. Great shot scores, over 14 points apiece for them this season. Um, but truly, the reason I've liked Boise State this season, even though we went against them on Tuesday night, um, is because of their defense. Their defense has been absolutely remarkable. As good as Utah State been on the offensive side of things, Boise State's been just that good on the defensive side of things. You know, for Boise State, a very good shot defense, only giving up a 46.4 effective field goal percentage on the season, and they've held their opponents to 30.2% from beyond the arc. Utah State definitely struggling a bit more, giving up a 48.5 effective field goal percentage and 35.5% from beyond the arc overall. I think it is that defense is going to give Boise State an edge in this game, and even if they don't you know, come out victorious, somehow get the win um, in this game, it's certainly going to be a close game. I don't understand why they're getting five points i know utah state is not the easiest place to go play and they've certainly been a good shooting team um, but i think boise state does enough to keep that offense on hold taking boise state plus five here against utah state now, speaking of Boise to Boise, Idaho, we go for the Big Sky Tournament as Northern Colorado takes on Portland State. Northern Colorado comes into this game as the 235th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Portland State is the 269th overall team. And, you know, neither one of these teams had great performances in the Big Sky this season. Northern Colorado, a 6-12 record. Portland State um, going 6-11. and But both, you know, looking to, to hopefully maybe do something, make a little bit of noise um, here in the conference tournament you know as far as northern colorado goes they've been strong on the offensive side of things I and mean, they actually come into this game as the 127th overall team in offensive efficiency portland state hasn't done quite as well the 218th overall team and portland state really has just struggled to shoot the basketball this season have not been a great team um, in that department only a 49.5 effective field goal percentage on the year and they're only hitting 32.9 percent from beyond the arc northern colorado certainly getting the shooting advantage in this game of 52.7 effective field goal percentage on the year and they're hitting 36.4 percent 
percent from beyond the arc dalton knight has been a really good scorer for this northern colorado team 20.1 points per game for him um you know and he's led this team to some success down the stretch of the season here i mean obviously they beat this portland state team twice both on the road um and at home a few weeks ago and you know to finish out the season northern colorado wasn't great but they did win four of their last seven games certainly a better and more impressive record than what they have done early on in the season you know finished the season strong monday night against idaho state with a big time win in that game and when it comes to the defensive side of things, no one really has an edge in this game, but I'd give a slight one to, to Northern Colorado. Maybe their shot defense hasn't been terrible, only giving up a 53.2 effective field goal percentage, while Portland State's allowing a 55.3. Northern Colorado's also held their opponents to 33.3% from beyond the arc, while Portland State giving up 36.8%. Overall, I think it's a team in Northern Colorado that just on paper is the better team and only getting two and a half points on a neutral court doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Give me Northern Colorado minus two and a half here against Portland State. Now, finally, we close the day out in the Pac-12 as Arizona State takes on USC. Arizona State comes into this game as the 79th overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. USC is the 29th overall team. Um, you know, both these teams come into this game following a loss on Thursday night. Obviously, Arizona State losing to UCLA. Um, USC drops their game against Arizona. And, you know, for Arizona State, coming off that high against Arizona, you know, didn't show up nearly as well um, against UCLA. And overall, it's just an Arizona State team that certainly had some success earlier in the season and is beat up on some of the lesser teams in the conference for sure. But overall, just have not been a great shooting team this season. Only a 48.4 effective field goal percentage on the year, and they're only hitting 31.7% from beyond the arc. USC going to have the shooting advantage and the offensive advantage going into this game. A 51.6 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 34.6% from beyond the arc. Boogie Ellis has obviously been a star player for USC um, here again this season. 17.8 points per game. Now, certainly is worth mentioning um, that Peterson questionable for this game battling with that back injury for USC um, but it's still a great shooting team even without him on the court and defensively speaking USC has been very very strong only giving up a 45.5 effective field goal percentage on the season um, Arizona State though strong as well giving up a 46 effective field goal percentage USC also holding their opponents to 33.4 percent from beyond the arc Arizona State giving up 33.5 percent and as much as I want to believe in this Arizona State team and as much as I love Bobby Hurley it's just a team that maybe outside of the the Arizona game just has not shown up on the road against better teams this season and I think going up against USC to finish the season here in a game that they ultimately kind of need to win to, to stay relevant and in both these teams could use a, a good solid win um, going into Pac-12 play I think Arizona straight struggles in this matchup I think USC comes out victorious and I think they do it in pretty big fashion after the loss to Arizona earlier in the week taking USC minus four and a half here against Arizona <laughs> 